Welcome back to the Georgia 2024 show. We really appreciate our audience on Frank's Beach, uh, the Caravan to Midnight, and Conservative Daily out in Denver. Uh, our syndication channels are growing. If you're an advertiser out there, give us a call. We've, our, our audience is pretty big now. You're missing out. You're missing out on the new economy and, and new way, actually an old way that used to be the way of doing journalism where you actually tell the truth. I'm here with my colleague, Bill Quinn. Thanks for coming on, Bill. Thank you, Todd. It's good to see you. Yeah, we spent some time down in Georgia last week. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Uh, we need you to sign up for our no-ad subscriptions. Our audience is big. We have a lot of content. We have a lot. Our people are scrambling. We need to hire more people. Um, everybody is overwhelmed. We got reporters in the field. We need support by going to the square you see on the Georgia record and sign up for our no-ad subscription. It's 10 bucks a month, and you fund real truthful media, and you don't fund uh, the propaganda mockingbird media, and you and you really help us get the word out, and we're trying to save the republic and your children's future. So please support us. There's an annual option if you want that. Uh, thanks, Bill. And best of all, you get all 13 uh, digital properties across the U.S. and internationally. Exactly. I, I met with a gentleman this morning who had some questions on Ukraine, and I was talking about the news outlet, and uh, I told him about it, and he was really excited about the Ukraine and Eastern European and Russia coverage. And uh, so you'll get that, not just Georgia, but literally all around the world across 13 digital sites and growing at cdm.press. Speaking of cdm.press, uh, one of our main sponsors is the Wellness Company. And there's an issue right now. We had Dr. Thorpe on last or yesterday. I did a video of him who's with the wellness company and he put out a number of around 500 million people in the world that have been killed or maimed seriously by this vaccine. That's a lot of people. And the problem is this vaccine creates a spike protein, which stays in your body. And the spike protein is toxic. And this is causing all kinds of problems from turbo cancers. I'm sure you've seen that to autoimmune diseases like Megyn Kelly. So if you or your children or your family or your wife or your good friend is vaxxed, they need to start detoxing. And the way you can do that is go to the wellness company, TWC, excuse me, twc.health forward slash CDM, promo code CDM, you'll get a 10% discount. But this is everything you need to make, let your body naturally destroy this spike protein that your body is producing because of the messenger RNA that is forcing your cells to produce this toxin, which they don't even know the long-term effects. So this is really important. If you love somebody, it's one of the best things you could do for them. Thanks, Bill. And we're brought to you by the Georgia Record, georgiarecord.com. Sign up for our social media newsletters, our Rumble channel, CDM1. Um, we really need you to help build our X account. We were deplatformed in 2020, lost 200,000 followers at the network, and we're trying to rebuild those rapidly. I think you'll see more from us on X going forward but we need to build the channel. So Georgia record there would be helpful. Also CDM and our other channels. And with that, we uh, tell us about the show today, Bill. We've got a lot going on. Well, we, there's a couple things we want to talk about up, uh, up front that are very timely, just happened in the last 24 hours. And, and uh, as we look forward toward Georgia's primary, uh, we're going to welcome uh, Antonio Jones, who is a podcaster who's working in Gwinnett County, second largest county in Georgia, and clearly one of the ones that needs uh, some broader truth to be brought out. Uh, we'll hear from Mallory Staples. She's going to give us a very, uh, a very good update as to how we ended the first, I'll call it half of the legislative session coming up to crossover day. And then some of the things to look forward to as we uh, as we look toward the last four weeks of 
this year's legislative session. And then we'll hear from David Cross and his observations on both election integrity and also the financial markets. Thank you. So we were at this event. Uh, where was that specifically, Bill? I drove around all over. Where was that event? <laughs> so uh, that event was uh, by the uh, the group, brand new group known as Restoring American Liberty Forum. And what's what's neat about it is it's a completely independent group. You know, so many groups are tied to bigger organizations and, you know, they're kind of beholden to other people's wishes and guidelines. This group is different. They do things the way that they believe they need to be done right now. And uh, they were in uh, they held an event in coming with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. And uh, uh, that's the first of a number of events that will be held this year. And again, the idea is make sure we're getting the right people in front of the right groups so that people can, very frankly, come together in ways that might have been difficult with some of the other groups that are floating around Georgia. I met a gentleman there that I really, uh, really liked what he had to say. We're going to bring him on in a second. But uh, tell us, you had some other quick bites you wanted to get out, Bill. I, I did. I wanted to uh, I wanted to talk about the uh, Michigan primary Um Perhaps four years ago, people would have been quite surprised by Michigan going to Trump. But in fact, they did. 68% to 26% and change. Um, just a, a massive uh, win and probably the first of more to come. Um, lots of talk about what's going to happen on Super Tuesday, which is coming up. And uh, also work needs to be done here in Georgia to make sure that we are maximizing the number of folks that are both going to vote in the primary, which typically has kind of low turnout, but also as we go forward toward the general election. So we wanted to call attention to uh, one of the key groups that is helping make uh, people aware of what the actions that they need to take between now uh, and our primary in Georgia, which will be it's already in early voting, but it will end on March 12th, so literally nine days from today. And uh, folks can get involved. They can make calls to help the effort. They don't have to report to an office. They don't have to go to any particular location. You can get registered, make calls from your own home, uh, make calls with neighbors if you choose to. You can gather together at someone's home and make calls and help support one another and, and have some fun probably doing it. Uh, and they do have locations where you could gather with uh, the team at uh, centralized locations and, and work from there as well. So lots of options. Reach out to either Debbie at MainStreetPatriots.us or Tiffany SVG, stands for Savage, TiffanySavage80 at gmail.com. So uh, we'd appreciate that. We're going to have Debbie uh, Dooley on the show on Wednesday. And so we'll hear more about this initiative and you will see this continue both for the primary coming up here in Georgia and as other primaries uh, uh, come up around the country. Great. Thanks, Bill. Uh, yep. Let's bring in Antonio. Antonio, I, I had spent some time with you at the event uh, recently last week, and uh, I really liked what you had to say. And I was thinking, man, I got to get this guy on the show. So tell us what you're doing in Gwinnett about your podcast, how you got into business and, and what's happening. Well, uh, thanks guys for having me on in uh, such an outstanding event. Uh, the other night. Um, I, by the way, I, I did go ahead and step into the Mac world, Todd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, there's so much stuff I got to uh, change over. It's but, great um, once you get the hang of it, man. Yeah. So um, <laughs> as, as far as our war room, um, shout out to Steve Bannon. Uh, back in 2020, 
um, I, I noticed a lot of things, uh, you know, about the election uh, itself. So I went on this big hunt, you know, searching, trying to find answers to what may have happened. And uh, his podcast, one of the ones that I came across. So with uh, the large span that he covers on there, uh, so much on his show, uh, you know, geopolitics, um, you know, national and a uh, few local kind of stuck in and there. But what I noticed about his podcast was you learn um, a, a large amount of information and in, uh, in informing the public. So my thing was, you know, what if I could bring that particular action to local? So I decided to do just that. Uh, it's no secret that the, um, you know, within education uh, specifically, uh, DAs are going rogue just all over the country. But the biggest problem that I found um, is uh, recently, um, as, as I changed parties that I was supporting, um, my wife saw a video come down her timeline by Candace Owens uh, probably a little bit over a couple of years ago. And uh, she said, hey, hon, you need to come in here and listen to this. And, uh, you know, our, our values have all, always been uh, of conservative nature, you know, mm -hmm. God, family and country. Mm -hmm. But a lot of blacks and, um, you know, minorities, we grew up in that particular culture. So we just kind of uh, uh, grafted into that whole idea. But uh, when we heard the truth, we we immediately switched, you know. Um, wow. So as as far as the uh, war room Gwinnett County is, uh, like I said, I, I thought we should bring that particular action local and uh, start trying to connect some dots for the people here locally in our area. Because a lot of it is people are working every day. They don't have time to keep up uh, with what's going on in every single political candidate. But we don't really curate the information. We just provide the platform, let them come on there, uh, record them live. So what the what the audience see is what they actually get. And also the candidates that we bring on that are running for local office, we never give them a brief of what we're going to ask them. So, mm -hmm. you know, we may put them right in the hot seat. Uh, we ask them the tough questions and, every, and everything like that. And um, turns out it's so far it's, it's worked pretty good uh, for what we're trying to get accomplished here. And also what I've noticed, just paying attention to geopolitics and all of the rhetoric coming out of the World Economic Forum with all of the building that's kind of going on everywhere. They're trying to change or in the process of changing the demographic everywhere. This is another game plan um, from the left. And, um, you know, I'm out and run a, a landscape company. So, you know, I'm kind of watching things as they go on. You know, how, is it a coincidence that we got the same building, same looking neighborhoods being built all over the place? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. So what's happening is uh, by way of affordable housing, I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but I'm going to put this no, all for it. You're good. Um, but through by way of affordable housing, you're you're marching in, um, in, in my opinion, a lot of Democrat voters that mm -hmm. are not really going to assimilate to the lifestyle out in suburban America. So what's, what happens? we get a mix of kids in the schools. So the kids, uh, uh, the school system is under attack. They change up the board at the school board level and uh, implement policies where teachers can't punish the children. Uh, principals uh, really are not in charge of their school. So what happens in a scenario like that? As a parent and uh, as what parents do, their first instinct is to protect their young. That's what with any species. So the first thing they do is they pack up, move into uh, a different area. And that's what we see happening. Mm. But um, with the war room on the bright side of that is I, I really feel like with everything that the, the public is seeing right now, um, minorities and just all across the board, uh, we have an opportunity 
to really take the electorate because mm -hmm. if we can stay on message of saying hey uh, we glad you came this is a free country you know you can move anywhere you want to but if you moved here from a different area there has to be a reason attached to it um so we are trying to get down to the bottom of the basics of what people are concerned with and a lot of people want a good education but there's responsibility and accountability that goes with it um for a long time i was what you would say is civically not really that astute mm -hmm. so uh sometimes when people are coming from different areas maybe um lower uh, quote-unquote underserved communities um they just really don't understand um what goes on behind the curtain so there's an opportunity to have a conversation and say hey you know um you can have a great education and an opportunity but along with that comes responsibility and attached to that is law and order you know yeah. we want everyone to be able to have a um an opportunity to thrive you know all it was it was one of the things we heard at the uh, the event this week you know people came from uh all over uh georgia and mostly north georgia but there were some from southern georgia yeah. and one of the things that came up in a number of conversations was no matter where they're from, no matter what their background, people don't really want different things. They want, you know, they want a decent opportunity for um, for their family to succeed economically and and uh, be safe and have a good education, their kids to grow up and and grow up in a, in a good environment. It's really not that different for anybody, um, no matter where they're coming from. It's just it's kind of as if it's been sitting there in front of us for decades and. We just didn't bother to think about it that way. But that's that was one of the themes that came out the other night. That's right. Um, we, we we as people are more alike than than we are different. I think that's mm -hmm. uh, what you're saying. Yes. Uh, one, one of the other things that catapulted and I was explaining this to Todd out in the hall, what catapulted me into podcasting is something that I never really uh, looked to try to get into. But um, I just kept hearing and, and the narrative in the country is, you know, uh, a white person is is privileged or they're automatically racist. And me as a black man, I'm automatically a victim. That's not just not the reality. You know, so um, I made this video called A Gift Worth Fighting For and just kind of, you know, was on my soapbox of, about how I grew up, uh, you know, in a single parent home and everything and how my coaches stood in the gap and, and everything like that. The mm -hmm. reality is. Uh, most people are not born with a silver spoon in their mouth. We we have decisions and choices that we have to make. And usually who we are is a makeup of that. But, you know, we can look at the past and say what it was. But the way and, and this speaks to another thing. And I, I want to challenge every person in conservative leadership to sign on to an initiative that I'm calling no more labels. And what I mean by that is why should we in the conservative Republican Party you know, put labels, you know, why, why do we need to have a uh, Hispanic conservative day, um, black conservative day? That whole idea is taking us right back to the, the very thing that we say that we are not, and we don't want that is yeah. diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know, God made us all in the image of him, you know, and, 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 um, and all the rights that we have in this country should and shall apply to every single person that's in here. And what I would say to anyone that's coming into the party or that's already here um we're never gonna win at that game you know we should all go to the sticks together and this is what i told uh todd out in the, in the hall we should go to the sticks together and say you know what no more games no more labels 
No hyphenated Americans. That's right. You you come into this party, you're becoming a part of one unit. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't need different jersey colors within our party. And that's how we move together. And it's how we crush the narrative because we are the party of inclusiveness. That's right. So let's talk for, for a minute about your podcast, because I bet if people haven't yet found it, they'd love to uh, to hear more. So um, here's a here's a, a clip of uh, of you intervie- interviewing Baron Reinhold, one of the candidates in Gwinnett. Uh, and you mentioned you were bringing on candidates. Have, have you started inviting existing um, House members or local officials and whatnot on the show as yet? Uh, I have. We did. The time schedule just haven't. Um lined up i had colton moore actually supposed to come on and that was the day when i just <laughs> figured out that i probably needed to upgrade my system because <laughs> yeah. i mean literally you know it's like computers know when we have stuff to do literally like maybe like five or ten minutes before i was supposed to have him come on all my screens just went yellow so um yeah, you know it was, it was really wild it's happened to us all it's happened yeah. to us all. So, so where I, where do you uh where do you uh post and and oh. broadcast the show if you could share that Oh, so uh, right now we're on Facebook, uh, Rumble, Twitter, all all the ma- major social media platforms. But the mm-hmm. live streaming just happens right now on Facebook. We we got to get on a, a multi-stream. That's another thing I was sharing with Todd uh, about as well to try to, uh, you know, get it out all at the same time. Because it'll yep. also stop a whole bunch of downloading and re- uploading to all these uh, different places. But that's Facebook. If you put in War Room Gwinnett County, pretty much on all platforms. All of that'll come up for you to be able to find us. But we well, are you're going to be able to you're going to be able to see the War Room Gwinnett on the Georgia record soon. It'll uh, be up there with our video section. So we're looking forward to that. So readers can find you there going forward. Absolutely. That's great. Um, Todd, other questions? Uh, no, I think we'll. Uh, <coughs> we're excited about everything you've shared, Antonio. It's you know, you're, t- you're talking the language that we're hearing from the grassroots. Oh, yeah. I think we're all coming together for reasons that maybe we're supposed to. You know? so. one, one party, one party. I hope I hope you guys will uh, jump on that initiative with me. And that's not to say that we don't, as a party, reach out to all different communities and do that strategically. Mm-hmm. But we have to wear one jersey and one banner together. Completely one cause, agree. one movement. And that will get rid of all of you know these you know, because when, when you when you give place for things to happen, the Bible say neither give place to the devil. So if, if we're going to have all of these um, subgroups and all of that, I, I just don't see how that squares as, um, you know, as 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 one. You know, yeah. we, we, we we can look across the board and see all of the, the diversity that we have. We don't necessarily have to, you know, check off a box. That's really not who we are. I think that will make us stronger. You know, and that's just my view on it. I think you right. agree, Antonio. We will look forward to having you back very, very soon. And, and congratulations in the meantime. Off to a great start. Thanks, guys. I Thanks. really appreciate you having me on. And, and a pleasure uh, meeting you, too, as well, Ty. Looking definitely, forward to working definitely. I really enjoyed it. More to yeah. come, as Bill All says. Right. Take care. All See right. ya. Great and guy. you will be seeing more of Antonio. Uh, we have a video section on the Georgia record in the down, a little ways down. And you'll be able to find his podcast going in the future soon um anything bill before i move on no please please go go ahead so uh i went down to visit my mother she's uh, approaching 90 and i wanted to do something nice for her so i got her a 
my pillow mattress cover from Mike Lindell. And I will tell you that it made her day. This is about three inches thick. It's like sleeping on a very firm cloud. It will literally change your life. It made her so happy and excited. She tells me every day how great she's sleeping now. And uh, also, I had sent one to a family member in the military, and he emailed me and said, wow, this changed my sleep life. So uh, I really think you should try one. If you really you want to get something for somebody who has everything and really make a difference and show them you care about them, the MyPillow mattress cover is that. And they have it in all different sizes. And the best thing is if you use promo code CDM, you get uh, a very nice discount, the maximum available. The, the discounts fluctuate, but I know right now Mike has some big sales going on. So go to MyPillow.com and use promo code CDM. Check out all he has, not just mattress covers, but the towels, the sheets. If you need to outfit a, a, a teenager going to college or, or whatever you need to do, that, that's the place to do it. Don't go to the big box retailer. Support Mike because he supports free media. And uh, we're very happy to be on Frank's speech. And uh, we're all one big happy family. So, Bill, I'll let you bring in the next guest. Okay. So we had the chance to uh, catch up with Mallory Staples. So she's going to take us through what happened coming through Crossover Day, which is where bills move from the House to the Senate and from the Senate to the House in preparation for final negotiations. And uh, so here she is. Staples, welcome back to the Georgia 2024 show. We are excited to uh, get the latest from what's happening within the legislature and uh, the Georgia Freedom Caucus. Um, tell us how tell us how we ended uh, uh, crossover day, which occurred Thursday, and and everything else that's going on, please. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're all recovering, as as everyone knows. It's a super long day on crossover, um, but we. Um, had some things to report. I would say it was maybe a little less eventful than last year, but um, 11.05, HB, I'm just gonna run off my list here with you guys, um, passed on Thursday. Uh, this bill would make it an actual crime. It's a um, high and aggravated misdemeanor if sheriffs or police chiefs or anyone running a jail does not report illegals in their jail to ICE. And the Freedom Caucus and their grassroots network made a real big push on this. So that was definitely a win. Um, SB 420 also passed, and it's the bill that barred non-resident foreigners that are tied to the CCP and companies um, from buying land near our military bases. So that was also a good bill that got passed, and we worked on behind the scenes on that. Um, SB 180 passed, which is the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, and that bars the government from abridging the freedom of religion. That was that was a big win, and you can go look at the Democrats, like, absolutely freaking out um, with their speeches at the well. I mean, you, you would have thought that there was going to be just the end of the world coming with the <laughs> Religious Freedom Restoration Act. The Dems really showed who they are. So that those were some interesting well speeches. Um, SB 390 passed, and that bars government entities from being affiliated American Library Association. We have been working on this bill for literally six months. So um, the ALA, uh, with I don't know if you remember, but back in the fall, they appointed a new director and that director is just a radical woke marxist self-declared marxist activist and so all across the country 
the spotlight was on the ALA and states all throughout our um, country were breaking ties with the ALA. So this was a really, really big deal. Um, HB 1050 passed, and um, your listeners probably know, but that bill bans CBDCs in Georgia. So that was um, another win. Um, HR 780 was a late addition in the House, and it was brought up at like 11.30 p.m. And it's the constitutional amendment to clarify that only citizens can vote in our elections, and it failed to get two-thirds vote required for passage. So that's a bummer. Um, we were unable to get SB 88 passed, which bans gender ideology in schools. And that didn't get across the finish line. Um, so that was a disappointment. Um, SB 221 was not able to be pushed across the finish line. Um, but uh, we think that there are some vehicles for components of it to still get through. So we'll see about that uh, this next half, you know, session after crossover. And then um, some of our initiatives that we're looking for now that crossover is finished, crossover day, that we will be very actively um, activating the grassroots over would be HB 986 needs to die, die, die. That's the meme deep fake bill um, that is carried by Brad Thomas, second signer Todd Jones. The Senate companion bill was carried by John Albers and it was defeated. So um, we will all be uh, pushing 132, um, the uh, China land ownership bill. Uh, Brandon Beach had the original, uh, that's his bill from the Senate. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, 1053, I think, was was the other one that we're going to be um, talking about a lot with the newsletters and, and media with the Freedom Caucus. Okay. that's It sounds pretty promising based on the list you just read. So <clears throat> there were a few that didn't pass, and, and I know that people in the back of their mind are getting used to the thought of, wait a minute, we have a conservative uh, both House and Senate. Why would, why would some of these things not pass? And, uh, you know, where, where we need to, uh, the Georgia record is going to be publishing uh, a vote record on the ones that should have passed but did not. And we need to keep focusing on the folks that, you know, they, they claim to be a re Republican conservative yet don't act that way in some cases, right? Yes. Yeah, so, to the time, we want our Republicans to vote no. I think with the, the both halves of the biennium, we will have seen 2,600 laws that our representatives have brought forward. That is ridiculous, absolutely inexcusable. And so most of the time we want, want them to vote no. When we want them to vote yes, they are obvious yeses for anybody who's a Republican. Mm -hmm. um, um, Thursday, there were several scorecard votes uh, that were taken, factored into the State Freedom Caucus Network scorecard that we will put out again, and we'll do it much sooner. This year, we'll have to do it more quickly because it's an election season. And I really, really, really implore people in conversations with their reps and their senators to ask them how many times they vote no. Um, that's very, very, very telling. There's, there's, I mean, like I said, most of the votes should be no. The no-brainers are yeses. Those are so obvious. Um, what we have is a system that's broken, and leadership intentionally jams through lots and lots and lots of bills, and in the WIP meetings, they just say, 
vote yes. You know, these are all great bills. These are all great bills. And they're told by leadership and on the floor when they're being whipped up by the majority leaders and that kind of thing to vote yes. And until our Republicans or conservative leaders start saying, well, I'm not sure about this bill. Uh, there was a part I didn't like. Uh, there was a part I wasn't comfortable with. I haven't totally processed it. I haven't done my research. If they would start hitting the red button on every bill that they had doubts about, leadership would realize that this strategy they have for getting all their stuff passed, usually at the very you know end, like crossover day and signing die, they would quit using the system. And so it just takes some brave folks to say, to have a conversation to have principles and say, oh, I'm not sure about that. Some of the bill was fine, but some of it wasn't. And in situations like that, most representatives and senators will go ahead and vote yes. And that is the wrong move. In order to, to change the system, we need them to usually vote no. And when they are 100%, I mean, you're talking about laws. And, and, and this is a big deal. You're talking about ruling over the citizenry with these new codes. And so they should be hesitant to pass any new laws unless they feel 100 percent that they're they're good laws and right now we are in this bizarre surreal place where those who break our laws that aren't law-abiding citizens right now in the state of georgia seem to have more freedoms and rights and privileges and handouts and this kind of thing than those of us that do i mean you just run the quick analysis between our veterans and illegals you know all across the and so, so we are very resistive. I am personally very resistive to new laws for the citizens. Um, they have to be really, really good and they have to absolutely protect the citizens or benefit them, save them money, reduce their taxes or something like yeah. that. And, and if everybody can remember that when speaking to their leaders, that'd be great. Well, one of the things you mentioned was you, you alluded to the volume of uh, proposed laws that come up every uh, every session. And I remember when we first reported um, the fact that there were, I think, 1,200 new proposals on the table this session, um, people pushed back. They said, that can't be, that can't be right. But in fact, it is. It's, yeah, it is right. you know, two-thirds uh, two or, or three-quarters are, are coming from the House and about one-third are coming from the Senate. And in some cases, you can kind of get a sense of confidence about the bills based on who's sponsoring them. I don't propose that we yet try to train people, look for those these key names, but I think they'll learn them on their own. They'll start seeing bills that are, as you say, good bills that should be green-lighted, and they'll start seeing common names on some of these and begin to build some confidence. Conversely, okay. uh, one of the things that we're doing is spotlighting the bills that clearly shouldn't even have made it this far and unfortunately, we start to see some of the same names uh, associated with those bills. And uh, just this past week, I've heard uh, inklings, and we're early, so we're not going to talk any names, but inklings of, of uh, prospective candidates that are going through the qualification stages so that they can run against some of these folks that are proposing, very frankly, these bad bills. And so yeah. that, that pretends to be... Uh, you know, uh, make this coming election season even that much more important and probably and probably exciting, especially for the guys that are going to face good. competition. <laughs> I think with qualifying this week, uh, Monday morning is going to be like a lightning rod um, for a lot of these incumbents that have been there three, four, running in their fifth term. So, you know, just 
the the grassroots are utterly it's like simultaneously exhausted and outraged by the disappointment in their leaders. Yep. If I told you how many times I was messaged, why would my representative carry this bill? Why would my representative vote for this? Like what is going on there? There's just, it's almost like there's not even a conversation left to be had with them. They're just, listen, yeah. I see who you are and now I'm moving on, you know, to somebody else. Um, and, and they don't, and you know, and, I want to empower the grassroots. You don't have to defend yourself. You can just flat out be like, I don't support you. I've seen what you do and I don't support you. Yep. And that's enough. You are allowed to just say that and move on and find a new candidate and vote for a new person and, and all of that. You're totally allowed to do that. I mean, I think that's one of the overarching themes that I've learned. This is my second year under the dome is the bullying tactics of these sitting representatives towards their constituents or really anyone who speaks out against them. I mean, yep. put aside the very elementary and immature name calling and things that go on to those of, you know, towards those of us that are pointing this stuff out, but they, they, they put their voters on um, defensive. They put their voters on the defensive saying stupid things like, have you read the bill? Yes. Do you understand blah, 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 when the voters should be saying, have you read the bill? Do you understand? Like, <laughs> I, I have another job. This is your job. I have another job. I do something else and I do that well. This is your job and you don't do this well. So that's really <laughs> the issue that I'm bringing up. But it's this bullying and um, super unattractive just as human beings, but totally and completely inappropriate as public servants and employees of the taxpayers for their districts. Yep. You're not immune from the bullying either, are you? I mean, you, even given your your background of fighting for um, for freedom, for truth, and fighting to make sure that the right laws are being pushed through, I mean, th there's folks that have been on the floor in the last couple of weeks, and unless I unless I misheard, I think they're they're trying to convince people that that you and the Georgia Freedom Caucus are lying in some way. That seems, I mean, flat out astounding to me. What why would anybody yeah. try to present that? It seems bizarre, really bizarre. It is bizarre. It is bizarre. I mean, what seems to be lost on them is that we have a professional who reads bills for a living who is, I, I've said it a hundred times, I believe the only person in Georgia who's read every single bill. I think his total this session is 1,400 bills and he's read every single one. And I would trust him and his mind um, and his principles to one on anybody they act like we just huddled up and and contrived things and then threw it out publicly which would be so reckless and and that's not what we're here for we are here to inform and educate and you need truth to do that and yeah they come after us time we're, we're very much used to that yeah so and we don't care. now now we're past we don't care <laughs> well, you know, we got to be tough in the middle of this thing, right? We're all going to take a, a lot of, a lot of, you know, negative feedback and so forth. But you know what? What I'm hearing is even the legislators are now getting used to, holy crackers, we've got people watching us all the time. And we need to make sure we're doing our due, due diligence because if we're not, we're going to be called on the carpet. And I think that's a good thing. I think we're 
you know, we're, That's right. we and others, all the people across Georgia that are helping, that are getting involved and so forth, are sending a message. We're watching. So um, we're past uh, crossover right. day now. And, you know, accountability. Mm -hmm. go, go right ahead. I was just going to say accountability works, whether it's AA or um, parents with their teachers, you know, call me when you get there. Who are you going to Accountability works. And that is what the people should be for the government at whatever level, local, state, federal. And so, um, you know, I like to say that the Georgia Freedom Caucus is the conscience of the legislature. They are the contents, and we're going to be that that is sitting there saying, "Are you sure? Are you sure that's good for the people? Are you sure that's the proper role of government? Do you have the right to do that?" And, and we're not going to stop. We're never going to stop. And if if been here longer, um, I don't think we'd be in we're in because we really are the people's lobby. We represent the people. We ask and do what they want, and the people are always the answer. They're always the answer. Well, they're they're, they're the real source. They're the real source of the power, government. right? Yeah. So so we're past uh, crossover day. Let's talk about what happens. The other same event. So we're past crossover day. So let's talk about what happens next. You mentioned that this this coming week may be busy, and this might be the beginning of the time when people need to consider actually speaking at some of the uh, or appearing at some of the uh, committee meetings. Yeah. Is there a way that we can um, uh, give them a heads up as things this are coming up? Yes. Well, we'll do that on uh, the with my newsletter, and I'm going to start sending out and social media and through publications like yours. We will let people know, hey, these are the important committee meetings. Please show up. Be prepared to testify for a couple of minutes and, um, you know, address bills. This week will be less on the floor of the chambers and more with committee meetings. Okay, great. Um, and then uh, as we as we look forward, how much more time do we have in the legislative session? When you mentioned signy die, which is the last day that things can actually pass. When does when does that come up? That is March 29th. So we're not far away, are we? Stretch. All right. Well, we will. I'm sure we'll have more opportunities to cover what's going on. We're uh, we're watching carefully and and happy to uh, get out the information that needs to reach the public so they can take action. Um, anything else before we uh, before we close? Uh, just a huge thank you. I mean, again, you know, we were at the same event the other night where I stood up and thanked the grassroots. I literally would not have a job without the grassroots. I would just be talking to the camera on my phone. And the fact that they respond and they respond in mass uh, makes us successful. So just a heartfelt thank you. Well, you know, th thank you right back to you and your team for doing the work you're doing. I will tell you that uh, one of the things I'm seeing, and I, I bet you're seeing it too, is that we're, there's a, I'll call it a sort of a coming together of people from various backgrounds, from various areas. And as opposed to the way things might've worked even a year or two ago, 
there's there's a, a blending of people, cultures, and others. Everybody wants the same things now. They they're beginning to see that commonality again, and uh, they're willing to get involved. They're willing to reach out to neighbors, to folks that they may not have, have ever spoken with before, but compare notes and find ways to get people involved. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite encouraged. I know we've got a lot to get past, but I'm very encouraged by um, those dynamics. I am too. I am too. Grateful. Very grateful. Yep. All right. Thank you for being with us. We will look forward to the next time, which I'm sure won't be long. So uh, take care Thanks in the meantime. So. And we'll, we'll see you soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Oh, did you see that deep state cat try to interrupt yeah, the broadcast? You know, it it made me think, Bill. You know, only on the Georgia show are you going to get this. Do you remember when, when I was a kid, there was a show called Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. You remember that? Oh, well, yeah. And absolutely. The old guy would tell the young guy, hey, Jim, why don't you go wrestle that alligator? I think Jim would show up with a little bit of a weary look at his face once in a while. <laughs> Uh, you never know what you're going to get on the Georgia show. I think it's fantastic. So before we get to our next guest, this really plays into that. The uh, it can't, it's, the Democrats actually are one of the hedge fund managers, I think, I forget who exactly, said that we're adding a trillion dollars in sovereign debt to the United States every 100 days. This is getting unsustainable. You know, you everybody talks about, well, uh, you know, it'll happen one day. Well, we're getting to that point, ladies and gentlemen, a trillion dollars in debt every 100 days. Gold is at an all-time high. We have established a relationship with Advisor Metals, Ira Bashatsky. We have looked through his, we've talked with his custodian. We have gone through his uh, regulatory records. He's He is regulated by the Commodities Commission, the only gold dealer that is. We've talked to his banker. Um, he's got very reasonable pricing. And if you have an, an IRA or a retirement portfolio, you need to start putting some money in precious metals because it's going to hold its value where the U.S. dollar is not. So go to cdm.press, advisor metals, top right corner there in the red, and there is a form there to fill out, and he will contact you, and we'll let Ira take it from there. But uh, I have complete trust in the guy. I've done my, We've done our due diligence. We think he offers a great product. And he, he's very easy to talk to. It's not a sales pitch at all. So Advisor Metal, CDM.press, top right corner. All right, Bill, go ahead. All right, great. Let's welcome our next guest. David Cross, good afternoon. It's great to see you. Hey, guys, how are y'all? Thank, thanks for being patient. We were, we were trying to get that darn deep state cat out of there. <laughs> I've got five of them myself. <laughs> there you go. All right. So uh, you've got... Um, uh, a number of things going on, election integrity, the financial markets, and and so forth. I know you prepared some comments for today. Where would you like to start? Let me, let me so just I say that, David, I'm going to give you some kudos because you were spot on. Uh, you, I forget the last time you were on, but you said the market's going to go a lot higher because they're juicing it, and you were spot on. So people need to listen to you. So go ahead. Well, I I, I appreciate it, Bill. I, I think I sent you some I sent you some slides. Yep. Hopefully you got those. Um, we'll there they are. Pick Pick, pick the first ones up. So this is a plug for me. Put 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 your money where my mouth is. So I'm <laughs> hugely conservative. Um, and if you've got your money with one of the big companies that's out there, there's a pretty good chance that, that they're using that against you. So I would just say, yes. hey, if you know, if, if you need somebody to you know get a second opinion, you know, um, give us give us a holler. All right. Flip on to the next slide. I think I've got 18 of these things. I was listening to Mallory before, you know, we're, we're, we're in the legislative session. 
you know, the end, you know, I love the, you know, the Latin word sine die, you know, it's just, it, it's like code words, you know, we can't just use, you know, English like, Hey, when's the end of session? Oh, yeah, yeah, it makes it more important when like, you use Latin, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It always makes it sound more important. Um, but anyway, here, here's what, here's what one thing that's really, really critically important that I, I need, I need your viewers help on this. I need everybody's help on this. And there's a lot of folks out there saying, what can I do? I met, I met a guy at McKendrick Steakhouse last night, mm -hmm. the manager, and he said, I want to be boots on the ground. What can I do to help? And I said, you give me a call and, and I'll, I'll get you plugged in. But one of the most important things that's happening right now is legislation is being drafted right now, um, you know, where we're going to have amendments and changes to Georgia code. As it stands right now, when a ballot is mailed you know, from a county or from the state. Nobody tracks it. They just put a first class post and stamp on it and they hope for the best. Oh my God. Look at this. This is, this is another deep state. Cat <laughs> oh my gosh. To, he's We're going to start boy. doing like Johnny Carson and bring the animals on the show, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's a big one too. We're trying to get him to lose some weight and never find it again, but he just, he just keeps finding it. Um, but in, anyway, so I'll give you an example of, of what is just utter insanity to me. The, the state of Georgia, you know, keeps ballots under lock and key. They print them up, they send them to the warehouse, they keep them under lock and key, they keep track of them. Um, when the when the ballots come in, they keep them under lock and key. After they're counted, they put them, you know, the, the clerk of courts has to keep them under seal, you know, for two years and all that kind of thing. But when you mail them out, nobody tracks anything. In California, every single, every single voter gets a ballot mailed out to them. In Georgia, if you request one, it gets, gets mailed out to you. How does the state know that it goes only to you? And the answer is, is they don't. But if they will just, if they will just use their brains and use the United States Postal Service restricted delivery, that'll make it so that if a ballot happens to be mailed out, only you, the person who's who it's addressed to, can pick it up. Or if you if you're disabled, you can name a designee, and that person can pick it up for you. It forces the, you know the issue where ID has to be checked. And we're not going to have ballots floating around in a dead letter office because if, if, it, it, if it gets mailed out and it doesn't make it to you, it gets sent back uh, to, you know, to the to the original sender. So we've got to get this built in. And on the slide, it says the retail cost is eleven sixty five per envelope. It's not nearly that expensive for governments and nonprofits. I think it's about 40 percent of that. So I think it's like maybe five bucks per and we can easily afford it. Is there so, a particular bill that is uh, uh, pushing this? I think I want to say HB 222, but here again, it's, you know, they, the, the legislators always refer to these things as numbers. I mean, just give, give me an English word names I, I, I can use. Um, but I, I am going to be down at the Capitol this week and I'm going to be I'm going to be pushing pretty aggressively for this because as it stands right now, nobody wants to get rid of of uh, of mail in ballots. And I just figured that if you're going to if you're going to mail them, then by God, track them. Yep. Next slide. So. As it stands right now, Georgia code requires that workers' compensation documents have to be delivered securely. And I know it's really tiny on that screen. I'll see if I can blow it up on mine. Let's see. There we go. It says, must be sent by registered or certified mail or statutory overnight delivery address. So workers' compensation documents are sensitive legal documents. They're being sent, you know, basically by process server or registered mail. Why are we not doing the same thing with ballots? They're sensitive legal documents. And I'm going to show you in the next slide, they're actually worth money. Well, it's, this just shows more sensitive sensitivity to the ballots. Next one. All right. Oh so this, this blew my mind when I found this out. In 2022, 
$850 million was spent on the Senate race for essentially 5 million votes. So that means that every single vote that was turned in was worth 170 bucks. So your ballots are definitely, are definitely valuable. And there's, there's, there's going to continue to be more spending. And that's just on one race. That was for the, that was for the Warnock Senate seat. Now, did that include the monies coming in from, for example, CTCL and, and some of the other NGOs? Oh no, this is, this is just, this is just, um, you know, spending, you know, advertising spending by candidates. Wow. Hmm. Next one. So I think I mentioned before that we've, um, a group of analysts that I'm working with, and, and, and as you know, Kim Brooks is, is, is working on this too, as well as um, Janelle Clodfelter. We've got an analyst that has developed um, a program to make it so that you can create your own walk list. So if you don't happen to be plugged in to your own, um, you know, to your own county Republican Party, you can use our tool, create your own walk list. You can look for hard Republicans. You can look for hard Democrats. So you're not going to waste your time on either one of those. And you focus on those green dots on the screen. Those are swing voters. Those are people who are registered to vote that have limited, um, limited history of voting, or at least we, we estimate that they have limited history of voting. So those are the folks that I, that I think are worth a shot. And you can print out a list. You can make your own walk list. It's very, very simple and intuitive. And if you want to get access to that, you get, you just go to AmericanPatriotCaucus.com, and it's 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 all over the place on that website. I remember there was an application that uh, purported to do some similar things that was announced by the uh, Georgia GOP. Has that been made available to uh, folks that are doing uh, neighborhood canvassing? Do you know? Yes, yeah, it, it it is it is available. It is available to you know to the county. You know, some somebody at each county party has been designated as a user. Mm -hmm. um, that you know the challenge with that is that you know sometimes if you have a big county and you have a lot of people that are interested, it you know the, the bottleneck can be the can be the um, can be the the user or the the designated user. I mean, to, to my mind, I think in a big county like say like Cobb County or Gwinnett County, you'd probably want to have to my mind, like 10 people designated to be able to help people generate walk lists. Mm -hmm. But again, if, you know, not, you know, I'm not trying to knock, you know, you know, Numenor. I'm just saying, if you're going to use it, then, then use it. If you want it, if you want a different tool, you know, this, this one's available to you for free. So, Good. I mean, I use it like in my own, in my own neighborhood. And what's on the screen right now is a friend of mine last night said, Hey, can you show me all the hard Democrats and hard Republicans and the swing voters on jet ferry? And I was like, absolutely. So pulled up the list, sent it over to her. And guess what? She's knocking on doors today. Wow. So getting Amazing. the word out. All right. So I think you had some questions um, about, you know, about our recent, you know, state party meeting. And we had several resolutions um, that were proffered. I think we had like seven of them, um, you know, and, um, you know, and, I, you know, I, you, what you'll see on some of these slides is, if there's a big X on it and it means that I wasn't for it or I wasn't for, you know, enough parts of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and I really, I really want to see these resolutions be sent out to, um, to party members, you know, at least a week in advance. So people have time to ruminate on them, talk with their friends and that kind of thing, instead yeah. of forcing a, a discussion on the vote in a very short period of time. But it doesn't, doesn't seem intuitive to give people minutes maybe an hour or two to look at something which might have a substantial effect on the way their party is going to govern itself um, rather than giving them time to read it, consider it, converse about it, so forth. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and, and the more complex ones, you know, take more time. The, the, the simpler ones, like like this one on the screen, this one's, you know, aimed at, you know, at not having lobbyists, you know, being able to serve on the state election board. Right. And, I, I, you know, I think most of the people, you know, were for that. Um, so this well, that, would, that, would, that would seem wise, wouldn't it? You know, folks that are, are uh, presenting money or channeling money to for various purposes should not probably not uh, you know exercise that uh, capability to be on the elections board there may be certainly may be conflicts of interest uh, roaming around there yeah too 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 many conflicts of interest that, that happen like that so this is just and, and a resolution just so just so your um, just so your viewers understand a resolution is not a rule it's not a law it's an mm -hmm. aspiration it's a goal that says we as an organization this is what we believe and if the legislature can figure out a way to, you know, to make what we believe part of law, then awesome. But this is this is like saying this is what we're for. Well, so, as I read it, there were a couple in there that the GOP could take action on independently. They wouldn't have to wait for legislation, which was kind of interesting as well. You're right. The resolution yeah. in and of itself is not a law, but if it in some way helps determine um, the course that one of the parties takes, it's um it's, it's cer certainly a guideline exactly all right next one this was this was a resolution about about lake and rally and i think you know mo most of the people that uh, i mean i think most of the people were in favor you know of uh of you know of publicizing this resolution but my mm -hmm. understanding is that the is that the family um you know of uh of lake did not want to have any political discussions going on um and we re you know we respect those wishes so yep. I think we tabled this one Okay. Next one. What is this one? Let's see. Uh, be it resolved. Oh, trans. All right. So th this one was kind of funny. So, um, and I, I don't think this one passed, but I mean, this, this one basically said, if you're running for a Georgia GOP office, if you want to get a message out to delegates and people who could potentially vote on you, you're supposed to write up that, that email, send it over to somebody at the Georgia GOP, and then they're going to push it out for you. And to my mind, you know, that's just, that's, I think that's a violation. Um, to me, it's, it's kind of like a violation of free speech, number one. And then number two, it basically says that, you know, if me, I mean, just imagine me being the unpopular kid, you know, on, on campus, wanted to push my message out, you know, I, my messages might get lost in the hopper, you know, so yeah. th this one, this one, I don't, I don't think it passed. There's a couple that strike me in the same way. This is one of them that um, Dan Schultz and others around the country have said, you know, there's there's a number of areas where you would think people would be getting involved in their local GOP. But the GOP organizations, in some cases, seem to be um, hiding information or keeping it uh, within themselves so that people don't know and, and can't understand how to get involved. And things that hide information that, for example, hide the list of people that are on the state committee, that hide ways to communicate with them, hide the fact that state committee members can even reach each other. Feels yeah, odd I, to I, me. Yeah, and I, I found that a problem as well, too, because I'm, I'm a very big believer in transparency. I mean, the, the business I'm involved in, I have to be transparent. So I'm just used to it. Maybe other, other folks aren't. Um, but I think we did have something like that. So flip to the next one. What yes, sir. Let's see. Party shall honor. All right. So this was, you know, honoring Robert, you know, Jennings Shaw. This, you know, mm -hmm. passed, you know, unanimously. Yep. Um, this next one said, let's see. 
committee, you know, you know, the, the state party committee shall be on record. I think this one passed as well, too. And there were some people that, you know, said, hey, what if we have like a really sensitive vote? You know, and, and I think a lot of folks said, you know what? If you're really worried about it, then you, you shouldn't be involved, you know. Um, yeah. So I, I agree with that. This next one is a resolution for comity. Um, again, I'm going to have to like go back to my Latin roots here, but I mean, um, <laughs> no, not, not my Latin roots, but go, go back to the Latin root of the of, of the word, which basically just says, you know, a resolution for good behavior is what it should say. Mm -hmm. And um, and, and I, I think that this one, this one passed, except like that bottom, the bottom paragraph down there, where it says, therefore, be it resolved, blah, 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 blah. I think that that got nixed out of there. Um, you know, and basically the thing is, is that people want to be on, on good behavior. You don't, you know, we don't want to be, you know, having a bunch of infighting. And the reality is, is that people just have to figure out a way, you know, to get along. So, I mean, I think, I think it's no, it's no, um, it's no secret that, that, uh, that the, you know, chairman of the Georgia GOP and I were not getting along, you know, particularly well. Um, we had a very productive lunch back in, in January. At least I think it was January. Might have been early February, but anyway, um, it was a very, very productive lunch. Um, and the way that I look at it is that I think we both want ultimately the same thing. You know, I think we, you know, we want strong Republicans, um, you know, you know, to win in 2024. And I liken it to like going out on a quail hunt with two other guys on my right and my left. I don't need to have the guys on my right and left pointing their shotguns at me. You know, so <laughs> we've got we've got things to get done, um, you know, and, and I, I agree with the spirit of this, but, you know, putting it into a resolution, is it really necessary? David, okay. we got about 30 seconds uh, or so. Tell me you mentioned something to me the other night that people should call you if they have a change of life for our frank speech audience that may not know you or have seen you before. What is it in your business you're looking for? All right. So the people that we tend to, that, to be able to have the most impact on is going to be folks that are having a major change in their life. They're either selling a business, um, they're retiring, they have a, a spouse that passed away and they don't know what to do and they need help and guidance trying to figure out, you know, how to invest their money. And, and so that's that's really what our specialty and how is. And how do they find you? Easiest thing to do is, is, uh, is to look at our website, um, www.us-am.com. Again, us-am.com there's a little you know link up there to, to to make a calendar or you can or you can you know call or text me at 678-925-6983 okay we got to go bill can you uh, break us out thanks you bet Bye. we'll see you next time all right appreciate bye. it guys